hour number two of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each week we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion heard on 22 different radio stations throughout this formerly great nation of ours. And, uh, Lee, I know it's not going to make you happy, but uh, we are definitely going to have to wait till hour number three to answer the question, is John Ziegler literally not just figuratively a bastard? Uh, But I do promise we will get to that question and explain exactly why. Um, Before we do that, uh, I do want to um, very briefly revisit the the Trump abortion uh, question because something happened today in the New York Times, which I think relates to our next subject in a weird way, and and that is that Trump was asked by Maureen Dowd of the New York Times, and let's be clear who Maureen Dowd is. I mean, Maureen Dowd is as liberal a columnist as they get for the very liberal New York Times. She is the the ultimate liberal New York City establishment figure. He loves the New York Times. And for some reason, Donald Trump did an interview with her, um, and... um, Among the questions she asked was, and I'm paraphrasing here, have you ever asked anyone you've dated to get an abortion? Oh, my gosh. You didn't hear about this, apparently. (laughs) That is so inappropriate. Well, as many people have rightly asked, so where's the evidence that any Democrat has ever been asked this question? Ever. Gosh, ever. It's unreal. But this is the treatment that Trump is going to get. He he is oh, now. Yeah. He is public enemy number one, uh, and he's very close to becoming Sarah Palin. Uh, and and that, I don't mean that in a, in a sense of, you know, always oh, an idiot and he's screwing everything up. I mean, although he's done some things I'm very confused by, uh, hopefully, which I'll, I'll get to uh, as we move along here. But what I mean by that is the media now views him. As Sarah Palin must attack, and who must be destroyed, must be destroyed, attack and destroy because it fits both our agenda, our political agenda, as well as our ratings agenda. And that's that's what I've been saying for months. Look out when when you get the three, and this is this is the key to, to the why this will happen with Trump, and already is. When you get the three things that motivate news media members all working together in one story. Look out. And what I'm talking about is their political agenda, their ratings agenda, and their agenda to feel as if they are doing something to save or help the country. It doesn't doesn't have to be real. They have to feel that that's what they're doing. And in Donald Trump— Killing babies is good for the country, so we have to destroy him. Well, no, but what I mean by that is this. Obviously— you know, destroying Trump helps Hillary, so that helps their political agenda. Uh, obviously, Trump is good for ratings. That's the ratings agenda. And they have convinced themselves that if Trump were to somehow become president, that the country would be over. And that, therefore, it is their job to prevent that from happening at all costs. And so now all bets are off. Literally, all bets are off. We can ask anything we want. So we're going to ask, have you ever asked a girlfriend to get an abortion? Now, Trump said... That's please, please. Trump said that's an interesting question. What's your next question? So he refused. He refused. He refused to answer. Now, good. Okay, probably the right way to go. Except, why not just say no? Why not just say no? Because maybe he has. Okay. See, 
that's my presumption. I mean, my presumption was, okay, Trump is effectively admitting that he has, in fact, uh, either participated in or facilitated in some form an abortion prior uh, in his life, which is hardly shocking when you consider, you know, the, the number of women he's dated and obviously he put them all su- through HIV tests. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, the, the imagination doesn't have to run wild to realize that there was a very good chance that Donald Trump has been at least a party, for lack of a better term, to an abortion in his life. Uh, and I think his answer to Maureen Dowd is certainly consistent with that. But what I found rather interesting and rather hypocritical is, while the news media completely ignored it this week, effectively Ted Cruz did the exact same thing on the issue of infidelity. Only no one knows about it, or hardly anybody knows about it. Ted Cruz took the biggest dodge in the history of dodges yeah. when asked point blank, have you ever been unfaithful to your wife? Now, is that potentially uh, an unfair question? I think it's certainly open for debate. Uh, is it as bad as have you ever facilitated an abortion with a girlfriend? Probably not, because at least there was some basis for this, although some might argue with that logically. But you could argue that the National Enquirer story from almost two weeks ago now uh, made this at least somewhat of an issue. But so Trump doesn't answer the question, which I think is an easy question to answer. If you've never done it, just say no. I've never. No, it's a Pandora's box. Listen, he never should have opened the hypothetical abortion box with Chris Matthews. Well, he never should have opened it. If if that was me, I would never answer a question about abortion. I wouldn't. I would say, look, it's settled. The Supreme Court and states' rights. That's it. Next. Well, that would have been a smarter way to go. <laughs> you should have been, instead of Corey Lewandowski, you should have been the campaign manager there, Leah Brandon. I know. But, they but, just, I've got too many skeletons, too. <laughs> but the point, well, not as much as Corey, apparently. Um, <laughs> but here's the deal. Um, the reason why, I'm, you know, as I'm, I'm moving the show along here, I do think it's relevant that we have to be consistent here. I mean, if we're going to presume that Trump isn't effectively saying, yeah, I was part of an abortion, then we have to conclude the same thing with Ted Cruz, yet no one's concluding the same thing with Ted Cruz because the media is completely spiking what occurred. We won't do that, because we don't do that on the John and Leah show. When we come (laughs) back, we're going to give you an analysis of what happened this week that you probably didn't hear about that you definitely will not hear anywhere else, so stay tuned for that. You're listening to the John and Leah show, and I hope you'll listen carefully to this helpful new message. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brennan. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And, Leah, if you go to freespeechbroadcasting.com, you can check out all the podcasts from about the last uh, eight or nine months of the John and Leah Show. And if you check out hour number two from last week, you'll hear an entire hour of highly unique analysis of the National Enquirer report on Ted Cruz and his alleged infidelities. Uh, and if you didn't get a chance to check that out as of yet, here was the, I think, the synopsis, the nutshell. I don't think either of us knew for sure whether or not the story was true. You have a lot of faith in the National Enquirer on stories like this. Oh, yeah. Um, I, don't I, have, I was all in last week. I, I don't. Once the whiff came up. I was in. Okay, well, <laughs> I was, I, so much to my surprise, since you're a big Ted Cruz fan and I am not, Yes. I was much more on the fence, leaning towards it must be true, or at least some of it must be true, but none of the story, I couldn't make it make full sense. And I always get very anxious, uh, I get kind of agita, if I can't make a, a story make 100% sense, if I can't come up with a path that there are no blockages towards a sensible uh, understanding of what really occurred. And I could not do that uh, last week when we were talking about the Ted Cruz National Enquirer story. And I still don't know uh, for sure what's the, the reality of the Ted Cruz National Enquirer story, but I now am very confident in saying that Ke Ted Cruz has, in fact, at some place in his life, whether it has anything to do with the National Enquirer story or not, I don't know. But has Ted Cruz ever cheated on his wife? I am very confident now that the answer is yes. Uh, and I think you're probably right there with me. What the amazing thing is, is the reason I've concluded this has nothing to do with the National Enquirer story, which still could be complete bunk as far as we know. In fact, I'm kind of leaning towards it must be because no other shoe dropped this week. So that right. means it's it not was, going anywhere. I was looking for it. Right. Well, you know, we, we theorized that, well, maybe this was all part of a plan to have it come out, have him deny it, and then whammo, yes. uh, he's dead. Well, that didn't happen. And clearly it would happen because we've got the Wisconsin primary coming up and he's leading in the polls there and Trump could theoretically be in trouble. So if you're nas the National Enquirer and you've got this thing nailed, you're going to come out with it. This this week, well, that didn't happen, mm -hmm. and and Drudge is still Matt Drudge, who's basically part of the Trump campaign at this point, has still never once even referenced the story in any way that I'm aware of, which and I, is very bizarre. suspicious. It's suspicious <laughs> and bizarre. But and, and there's so many questions about this. But here's why I'm convinced that Ted Cruz is an adulterer. And it, I have to say, Leah, as as a self-proclaimed uh, and not with out some reason, uh, media expert, I was stunned that what we're about to play for you got zero, I mean, literally zero media coverage because this to me, this clip, effectively, if you have a brain and you're, and you're objective at all, and especially if you've ever been married, if, if, you, if you fit into any of those categories, you are effectively hearing Ted Cruz confess to being an adulterer. Here's the scene. So he's with Carly Fiorina because his wife is not on the campaign trail. All right? that's, that's hint number one. His wife is not on the campaign trail. Carly Fiorina is with him. He gets asked directly... Have you ever been unfaithful to your wife? And listen as Carly Fiorina 
dives in to try to block for him, and then he refuses to answer the question. And oh, by the way, along the way, both Fiorina and Cruz do everything Bill Clinton would ever do in a non-denial denial. This is what happened this week, although you didn't hear from it uh, about it on the mainstream news media. More definitively, this National Enquirer piece by telling us on the record that you've never been unfaithful to your wife. But look, if I may. Jim. No, I'm sorry. I asked the senator that question. Well, I'm going to I'm going to comment. Okay. Do you have firsthand knowledge of his marriage? I'm going to comment. This is an example of the media playing to Donald Trump's tune. Donald Trump is a serial philanderer by his own admission, mm -hmm. and in a week when we have had a terrorist attack in Brussels, a shooting on Capitol Hill. The President of the United States in the baseball stands with Raul Castro and insisting that he be photographed in front of a portrait of Che Guevara with the two Castro brothers. We are talking about a scurrilous, ridiculous piece of the National Enquirer. Why do you all dance to Donald Trump's tune? Let's talk about the issues, please. Well, that's fine, too, but Senator, I'm sorry. This is a very serious question about your character. Will you just, if, it, if the answer is yes, I've always been faithful in my you just say so, Sir, I, I recognize that you love going into the gutter. With no. these kind of, sir, the but I'm going to answer your question. Sir, stop interrupting. Stop, stop, stop interrupting. Thank you. What is your publication about? The Daily Mail, the, the world's most read English language newspaper website. They've chased my granddaughters. Look, I'm going to give a very brief answer to your question, which is the National Enquirer story is complete garbage. It is total lies. It was planted by Donald Trump's henchmen, and I don't think the people of Wisconsin or the people of America have any interest in tabloid trash, I'm going to focus on the issues that matter. There you go. All right. Um, you could almost hear, could you not, Bill Clinton, <laughs> without the I did not have sex with that woman, I'm going to get back to work for the American people and yes. talk about issues that they care about. If, you, if there was a playbook for the non-denial denial, I mean, Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorina acted it out hundred percent. Now, why they would do that, I don't know. But let's let's just review. So Carly Fiorina immediately goes into Donald Trump having to do with this story, that Trump himself is a cheater, which to me was fascinating. Because are we are you saying, Carly, that it doesn't matter then that you're a cheater? Because after all, Trump's a cheater too. So if Cruz is one, that's irrelevant. Now, then she goes into, in a week where we've had terrorist attacks and a Capitol shooting and, and yes. the president was in Cuba. Let's uh, get back to the issues. Let's get back to the issues. And then we attack the National Enquirer. Then we question the publication of the person who asked the question. Then we don't <laughs> answer the question. And then we, we accuse we, the publication of chasing our grandchildren right? through parking lots. Right. And then we say, let's get back to work on the issues that people care about. You know what Fighting all that, for the middle class. You know what all that means? You're an adulterer. You are absolutely an adulterer. I'll explain why when we come back. You are listening to the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. 
My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. And we learned two things this week, as far as I was concerned, Leah Brandon, about the Ted Cruz alleged sex scandal that was reported about um, by the National Enquirer almost uh, two weeks ago, although no major further revelations have occurred since then, which I think is rather telling. I believe that we learned that Cruz is almost certainly going to survive this, for better or for worse. But we also learned, in my view, that Ted Cruz at some point has cheated <laughs> on his wife. Um, do you agree with those two assessments? Yes. I believe that at this point... The National Enquirer story is pro- probably not true, but that he has had some cheating in the past. Yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to know the the whether the National Enquirer story is true or not. I mean, the well, the, he said it was garbage and it's all yeah, lies. but the, but but hold on a second. See, we I think we need to look at Bill Clinton here. Bill Clinton is, which is why it's so frustrating to me that. More conservatives aren't understanding where I'm coming from on this. I mean, Bill Clinton basically warned us this is how it works, okay? So if let's pretend that the National Enquirer story is not 100% true. Let me, let's just say maybe he only slept with three of the five women, okay? So if he, if he slept with three of the five women, he can say with a con- clear conscience, the story is garbage. It's total lies. It's not true. It's Donald Trump's henchmen because it's not all true. I mean, as soon as it's very easy. I mean, almost everything that's ever been written about me, Leah Brandon, has been untrue at some level. I could say it was garbage. It was lies. That doesn't mean it was all garbage and lies. But but that's the, that's the essence of what happens when you attack a media story. A media story, especially one like this, that's almost impossible to prove, is almost always going to have something wrong with it. So it's easy to go that route. What's But what that is inexplicable to me, inexplicable, is that Ted Cruz, Mr. You know, evangelical Christian, Mr. Principal, Mr. You know, I'm all about the truth. Ted Cruz, the guy who's not afraid of anything, would not answer. Not only wouldn't answer a very simple question, have you ever been unfaithful to your wife? He allowed Carly Fiorina (laughs) to be his blocking back. I I mean, I mean, when you have to have Carly Fiorina answer a question of that importance for you. There's something wrong, and it's obvious that she was there to do it because she doesn't have a penis and apparently has a vagina. I mean, he, he was allowing her to play the female card, and she didn't do it very well. So we're going to play this one more time. And, and, folks, I want you to listen for several things here. Number one thing you're not going to hear ever is an answer to the question. And it's a very simple question. Have you ever been unfaithful to your wife? If I'm asked, asked that question, the answer is, I have no. never been unfaithful to my wife, ever. It's very simple. It's done. It's over with. And by the way, that would be convincing. Instead of, no, I've never been unfaithful to my wife, we get Carly Fiorina diving, almost literally, in front of the cameras, <laughs> attacking Donald Trump, <laughs> implying that it's not a big deal if Cruz has ever cheated on his wife because, after all, Donald Trump is been a serial cheater so that doesn't you know that was bizarre to me that was maybe the well, strangest. in her mind she's uh, they're trying to put the donald ick on ted that's yeah. what that's what she's trying to get across well i took it as 
cheating's not that big of a deal because after all, Donald Trump has already, you know, effectively admitted to that. She then goes into, we got more important things, terror, capital shooting, the Cuban trip. Then there's an attack on the National Enquirer doing Donald Trump's bidding. Then there's the question, I love this one, the questioning of the outlet of the person who asked the question as if what outlet they work for has any impact on what the answer to the question should be. Well, Obama's it, done that before. Oh, uh, well, that's Obama. We're not looking for another Obama here or another Bill Clinton. And then Ted Cruz finally starts talking and he doesn't answer the question. And, in, and here's the real key. This is classic Clinton. He doesn't answer the question he got. He answers the question he wishes he had gotten, which right. is about the National Enquirer. He wasn't asked about the <laughs> National Enquirer. He was asked about infidelity. And then finally, the old standby, you know, true blue standby for Bill Clinton. I need to get back to work on issues that people really care about. Here's what the, the American people are counting on me. <laughs> Here's plus this clip, which it unbelievably the news media almost universally spiked this week. Here we go. More definitively, this National Enquirer piece by telling us on the record that you've never been unfaithful to your wife. But look, if I may. Ted. No, I'm sorry. I asked the senator that question. Well, I'm going to I'm going to comment. Okay. Do you have firsthand knowledge of his marriage? I'm going to comment. This is an example of the media playing to Donald Trump's tune. Donald Trump is a serial philanderer by his own admission, mm -hmm. and in a week when we have had a terrorist attack in Brussels a shooting on Capitol Hill, the President of the United States in the baseball stands with Raul Castro and insisting that he be photographed in front of a portrait of Che Guevara with the two Castro brothers, we are talking about a scurrilous, ridiculous piece of the National Enquirer? Why do you all dance to Donald Trump's tune? Let's talk about the issues, please. Well, that's fine, too, but Senator, I'm sorry. Donald this is Trump. a very serious question about your character. Will you just, if, it, if the answer is yes, I've always been faithful and invited. Can you just say so, Sir, I, I recognize that you love going into the gutter. With no. these kind of, sir, the but National Enquirer is already sir, going to the gutter. Sir, I'm, I'm going to answer your question. Stop interrupting. Stop, stop, stop interrupting. Thank you. What is your publication about? The Daily Mail, the, the world's they, most read English language newspaper website. They've chased my. They've chased my. Can we use my, the last question to talk about my granddaughters? Yes. Look, I'm going I'm to give a very brief, brief answer to your thank question, you. which is the, the the National Enquirer story is complete garbage. It is total lies. It was planted by Donald Trump's henchmen, and I don't think the people of Wisconsin or the people of America have any interest in tabloid trash. I'm going to focus on the issues that matter. Mm-hmm. No answer. No answer to the question, a lot of obfuscation, a lot of distraction, a ton of distraction, uh, a, a woman blocking for him, literally, literally, she <laughs> dives in front of Cruz and the media people uh, to try to protect mm -hmm. him. I mean, this was, I have to say, Leah, were you not stunned that this got zero media attention? Yeah, I didn't even really uh, see it going on until, like, later in the week. Uh, it, and, I mean, I barely – I saw it one time, and that was it. And I have a theory as to why that is the case. But I want to leave you with one last thought, folks, because I've heard all the rationalizations that there are from Cruz fans about this non-denial denial and why it's not the way I'm interpreting it. All you got to do is think about – how your spouse would react if you were if ever you did that if you ever did what Ted Cruz did and if there's somebody who can honestly say 
their spouse would have no problem with that response, then I'm sorry. Well, you're living in a different world than I am because, as my wife said, if I ever responded that way to that question, I would not have a place to come home to that night. Uh, Listen, I, he's not the leader. That's why it hasn't gotten any play. Well, that's It doesn't it. matter. Well, here's... That's part of it, but they'll save it. Here's what he becomes. I think I think he's lucked out. I think this issue, unless something really major comes forward, um, you know, whenever that might be, unless something really dramatic happens, I think he's past this, especially because he's going to win Wisconsin. And then it'll be perceived as, well, no one cares. Well, no one knew about it. And no one knew he was effectively admitting that he's been an adulterer, which I guess no longer matters. I mean, not that it's the biggest issue in the world, but especially now that I'm married, I, I do have an appreciation for it. I'm sorry. That's relevant. It's the biggest promise you make to the most well. important person in your life. You make it publicly, in most cases, at your wedding. It happens to have legal legitimacy in divorce proceedings. I'm sorry. It's a legitimate question, which he dodged. But here's why I think no. the news media has ignored it. I think it's partially because he's not the front runner, but you know, to some people, they now think he is the front runner because he's the main guy who can stop theoretically Donald Trump from getting the nomination. And therein lies the issue. If you think about it, which media entity has an incentive to make Ted Cruz into an adulterer? And I would suggest to you that at this moment, none of them do. The conservative media doesn't because frankly, you're going to piss off maybe 40% of your audience, and you're going to end this miniseries, and you're going to give the nomination to Donald Trump. I think if this had happened earlier in the campaign, when Rubio was still around and maybe yeah. some other viable options, I think, the, on it. I think the conservative media might have jumped on it, or some media would have jumped on it. But if you get rid of Cruz now... You're giving Trump the nomination. You're ending the miniseries. You're pissing off a lot of your core fans if you're if you're a conservative media outlet. And there's no money in that. Uh, so so they don't have any incentive to do that. Now, as far as the mainstream news media, the mainstream news media likes to think of themselves as being a little bit more upper crust and not getting down in the gutter quite as much unless it really benefits them. Um, but they have an incentive here as well. They now, I believe, are invested in this contested convention. I mean, that's a week of boffo ratings. That's in the, true. In the, middle, in the middle of summer. In the middle of July that they were not going to get otherwise. And if they get rid of Cruz now, bye-bye contested election. So, <laughs> I mean, contested convention. So, so that's a week of ratings that they're just going to go, poof, it's gone if they get rid of Ted Cruz. So I think... I think the fact that it's such a huge deal because it's effectively now down to two and a half men. It sounds like a TV series, doesn't it? The, the a G bad one. Right. The, the, the GOP race is basically two and a half men. Trump, Cruz, and Kasich, the half guy. Um, and, and, you know, Kasich, I, I still maintain, is helping Trump by staying in. So here, the reality is no media outlet has a real incentive to make this an issue. But here's what I don't get. Why the hell did Donald Trump not tweet out the link to the audio we just played? I know. Um, that made no sense to me at all. I realize he he, everything else. I mean, here, his whole theme on Ted Cruz is lying Ted, right? Right. 
you know, he's been married three times, and I'm sure he cheated on his wives numerous times. But that's not the issue. We're not worried about Don. No one thinks Don. No one's voting for Donald Trump because they think he's a good husband. And, no, we, <laughs> and we, he he lived his infidelities all through the National Enquirer. Exactly. So that's, we know this. It's already built into the Donald Trump cake. It's not built into the Ted Cruz cake. So why Trump isn't doing this? I am baffled it makes no sense by the way i also while we're on the subject i'm baffled as to why trump is not attacking Cruz now that he's getting all these quote-unquote establishment endorsements why is he not painting ted cruz as the new mr establishment i'm not saying that that's accurate i'm talking about from a political standpoint that would be very effective for donald trump to take away ted cruz's street cred as anti-establishment now that you know Every Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham and and most right. ma- major Republicans are are desperately jumping on the cruise bandwagon. I don't get why Trump isn't doing that either. It's making He's off his game. Well, it's making some people believe, and I'm someone who has has thought a lot about this and tweeted about it. I don't know if I believe it or not because it gives Trump maybe more credit than he deserves. Is Trump trying to lose? We'll examine that question when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And Leah, when Trump's sanity began about eight or nine months ago, I think both of us had a very similar gut or blink reaction, mm-hmm. which um, I, I can best uh, capsulize, encapsulate by saying um, that essentially he was running on a, as a lark to help Hillary Clinton, and that um, at the end of this whole thing, no matter how well or badly it went, he was going to effectively endorse Hillary Clinton to get back into the good graces of the news media, uh, assuming he wasn't actually the nominee, because at the time I don't think either of us thought that that was likely. Um, and and since then, you know, obviously all hell has broken loose. We've, we've left the gravitational yeah, there, pull of the There was a period water. of time when I really, really enjoyed Having Donald Trump sure. out there. No, 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 no. I, I enjoyed it, too. I've, I've talked numerous times in this program about how psychologically and emotionally conflicted I have been because I find myself <laughs> rooting for the guy. As a matter of fact, yes. even this week on that CNN town hall, I and I tweeted this out, I, I, I honestly thought he was the most appealing of the three candidates. He was. Uh, There's and, no question he was. And so I struggle with that all the time. But. As I have said numerous times, and I think that the evidence is now bearing this out 110%, he cannot beat Hillary Clinton, barring some sort of massive catastrophe. He can't. And I also think his candidacy is showing that he's probably not suited to be president, but that's a different story because, to me, the number one issue is can you beat Hillary? And he's failing on that dramatically, and there's been more evidence of that even this week uh, with, by the way, 70% of women in the general election population, 70% have a negative view of Donald Trump. That's not liberal women, black women, you know, poor women. That's women. Women. 
70 <laughs> percent. So and I think that's why he's hit the ceiling just with the Republicans. Well, and he has hit a ceiling. But here's so the reason I, I mention all this is because there's this theory going around now, which I have somewhat I don't know if you say I would subscribe to it, but I certainly think it has merit that maybe Donald Trump doesn't really want to win. And if you look at his self-interest, I think you can make an incredibly strong and compelling argument that it would be the best possible scenario for him personally to have the nomination stolen from him at the convention. You bet. And that way he doesn't have to get embarrassed by getting slaughtered by Hillary. He can bitch and moan forever and ever that the establishment took the nomination away from him. He's not a loser. Because it was stolen, so he actually, you know, he'll be able to say with without, you know, with some credibility, I was the one who won the nomination. It was stolen from me because I was too dangerous. And then, by the way, he can probably go ahead and effectively endorse Hillary or at least destroy whoever the Republican nominee is, and and the news media will probably embrace him again because it'll have been useful. Uh, So that is a scenario. That if you look at it on paper, it looks fantastic for Donald Trump. A heck of a lot better than... He gets his old show back. Right. He's back <laughs> on The Celebrity Apprentice. I mean, so the, that's a heck of a lot better scenario than he gets slaughtered and humiliated by Hillary Clinton, which is, I think, the most likely scenario here. Now, is Trump self-aware enough and smart enough to understand this? I don't know. I think um, he is. I mean, he looks at polls, polls, polls. It's all he does is look at polls. Yeah, but he only looks at the polls that where he's winning. As a matter of fact, he tweeted out a poll this week, thank you, Wisconsin, for a poll where he was losing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not well, sure. You know, he was trying to set the narrative. I'm not sure he looks all that carefully to any <laughs> of this stuff. And uh, look, I, so I don't, this is an unknowable question. I, I'm, I'm on the fence on it. It makes more sense if he's trying to lose because it would explain a lot of very strange tactical and strategic decisions that he has made and not made, and some of which I've already alluded to in the last few weeks. But look, he is still the the heavy favorite to win the nomination. Uh, it is possible, very possible, to steal this from him at the convention. I have I talked before this started to become a media narrative, Lee. I don't know if you remember this, about this whole Trojan delegate issue. I, oh, know, yeah. I know of several people who have applied to be Trump delegates uh, to the convention who are not Trump people. And if they get selected as Trump delegates, they, they, they might vote for him on the first ballot. But on the second ballot, they're gone once they're legally unbound. So if he doesn't win on the first ballot... He will lose, but I still think there's a reasonable chance he gets darn close to that magic number of 1237. He's going to lose Wisconsin. He will lose Wisconsin, but this is being very much overrated, and I think it's being overrated largely because, as you well know, the news media gets bored very easily. Oh, sure. And, And when nothing's happening... Anything that does happen, they go, ooh, news, let's jump on it. Ooh, we got a new trend. It's a whole new world now. No, it's not a whole new world. Um, Wisconsin, demographically, is a state that Cruz had to win if he was going to make this miraculous comeback. This is kind of like 
um, of a, if a, this was a football game, people getting excited about Cruz winning Wisconsin by maybe single digits, which is possibly what's going to occur. It's kind of like uh, the team of a, a football team losing by like 21 or 24 points at the beginning of the fourth quarter, which has no passing game, which Cruz doesn't have because he's still basically Rick Santorum, getting all excited because their team made a first down. If you didn't make yeah. that first down, you got no shot, folks. So, you know, the Trump the Trump situation is not nearly as certain as it was a couple of weeks ago, but he's still the favorite. They're going to have to steal it from him. That's that's the reality. Now, there are signs that they're more willing to steal it from him, which will be awfully interesting. But that's what the media wants, too, because that's going to be the greatest ratings week in the history of July for <laughs> for news ratings, because that convention will be, you know, must see TV. All right. When we come back. Um, I got to get to Barack Obama and what he said about the news media this week because it relates to the campaign. And then uh, we will try to answer the question. Is is John Ziegler a bastard? Not figuratively, (laughs) but literally. Hour number three of the John and Leah show coming up next.